0: Hey everyone, it's Sensei Ron Thomas. You know me if you're a Cobra Kai fan or a Karate Kid fan. You know me as Bobby Brown, the good bad guy of the Cobra Kai. And listen, John Kreese is bad news. All that crap we dealt with after high school, taking all that no mercy bullshit out into the world. Johnny, you brought back Cobra Kai? Episode six, baby.
1: Welcome back to Cobra Kai Companion, and I am Peter. And I'm Tom. And we are back with another interview. Uh, Tom, is this the first time we had somebody return? No, no, we've had
2: uh, Vaz Sanchez and Susan Gallagher return. Oh,
1: that's right. You know what? I I asked that too when Susan Gallagher came on, but she was a guest host uh, for for episode three. Okay, well, I need to stop asking if somebody's returning. So <laughs> so we have another actor that has returned, uh, Sensei Ron Thomas, one of the original Cobras. Yes,
2: yeah, just a very, very cool guy all around. I mean, I, I don't know what else to say except, you know, he's just a really,
1: really good person. And you just want to listen to the man. He is, you know, such not a wealth of knowledge, but just um you know a motivational speaker right so like there's a, a lot that can be a lot of his teachings right the things that he says you can learn um apply to life and all that I, at one point I'm like I was struggling to find the words to say like I want to sit in one of your seminars you know and he talks about yeah. you know some webinars coming up that that uh, he has in mind
2: yeah and uh, well I mean I don't I don't want to get into it too much in the intro but uh uh, he's just a hell of a person.
1: Yeah, he is. Um, so for anybody that uh, has missed it, he has been on the show before, so this is uh, the second time he's uh, come on. Uh, I'll remind you guys again in the outro, but I will include that first interview in the show notes, again, if you missed it. But yeah, he talks about you know filming uh, episode six of season two, reuniting with the original Cobras, and, and all of that good stuff. You guys are in for a treat for sure. And, ladies and gentlemen, the return of Ron Thomas. Those were the nights cruising around the street Like you under my
0: arm We were a team racing into a night Dream
2: radio played on
0: This is Ron.
1: Hey, Sensei Ron, it's Peter.
0: Hey, Peter. Good to talk to
1: you guys again.
2: Good to hear from you again, sir.
1: Well, I'm just going to jump in and and say it it was a huge surprise to see you in season two of Cobra Kai um, because the last time we spoke you had some ideas for the character of Bobby that you were uh, that, that you could have ran by the creators John Josh and Hayden
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah well the surprise was of course their idea okay um, I think the last time I spoke with you guys actually they had the script in my hand
2: oh very well played sir
0: <laughs> you know, just following orders, yeah.
1: That was pretty good. I, I would never play poker with you.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was kind of sworn to secrecy. Um, oh, sure. I think, you know, those those three, guys, those three guys wanted to treat the fans to a huge surprise. So, you know, I'd known about it, but um, we were sworn to secrecy, and they wanted to just keep it under wraps. So we didn't do any publicity for the show or anything.
1: Yeah, I think some people got... Um, now, I guess you can call it smart, but they went on to the IMDB and I, I believe Mr. Garrison's stunt double was listed. So people are like, Oh, he must be in that one. And I don't think they, you know, figured, you know, the, the, the rest of the Cobras would, would be in there. But, um, I remember I, I was one of those that stayed up all night binging and I don't remember what hour it was, but you know, if you do the math, it's probably about one, two in the morning. And once I saw the side of your head in episode six there, I sat right up. I go, is, is that Ron Thomas?
0: <laughs> so it was a huge surprise. It was. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad the side of my head could, could make you happy. <laughs> <laughs> well, you
1: know, uh, since you've been on the show before, I did have to, you know, um, uh, post pictures of you. So I, I see it often enough that I was like, wait, is it, I had to be sure. And then once it showed your face completely uh you know, just like you said it it was definitely a surprise to us uh, us fans um kind of the same thing one evening. I was just flipping through the Netflix and I saw the real Miyagi was available, and I had never seen it before, and I was watching it and halfway through there you are on screen as well
0: mm, yeah, yeah, I did a few few of those documentaries about uh Pat Morita and John Abelson, and Fumio
1: yeah so you're so you're in contact with kevin derrick i I imagine. Sure. Mm-hmm. And is that how you got uh, attached to the, um, the the Real Miyagi documentary?
0: Yeah, I mean, those guys reached out to me. So, you know, they wanted uh, my take on, on my relationship, with you know, especially with Pat Morita, which uh, he was a special friend.
2: I don't think I've ever heard anybody say anything even remotely negative about him, which, you know, with Hollywood actors is an amazing rarity.
0: Yeah, no, we called him Uncle Pat on the set and um he was just a (laughs) down-to-earth funny you know being a comic by trade but also just just funny just loving life and having a good time doing what he was doing i think it was just grateful to be doing what he was doing and and making a living at it and and he was so talented you know i mean he was funny on happy days but to take that to transfer uh himself into the role of mr Miyagi. Uh, and get nominated for an Academy Award, which he so deserved. You know, from an actor's standpoint, if you just watch the subtleties of what he did and how he embodied that character, he was brilliant. Hmm. I don't, You know, without without Pat Morita, without Mr. Miyagi, none of us are here.
2: Mm-hmm. No, no, absolutely not. Now, you had mentioned uh, in our previous interview that you had kind of a headcanon built up as far as where you thought your character was after the events of Karate Kid, were you able to maybe, you know, kind of, uh, talk to the producers about those ideas? And if not, how close, uh, to what we saw in the season, uh, uh as far as where Bobby's at matched up with what you had imagined?
0: Well, <laughs> the, you know, I, um, I think I don't remember the, the exact timeline, but I'm pretty sure when I had the script, so I must've already spoken to the producers about Bobby and their ideas and where Bobby was headed. but, Prior to my phone conversation with the writers and the creators, before I even got the script, prior to that, I knew I was going to have the conversation because casting had reached out to me and told me, and uh, I started to think. You know, I started to well, hmm, okay, where is Bobby now? What would Bobby be doing? And knowing the character so well, what would he be doing at this point in his life? (laughs) And I thought, well, you know, and to pay to sort of pay amends from his past and him being a young man and kind of being involved with the bullies. I thought, and, and then hurting Daniel's leg. I thought, you know, I think I told you guys, I thought it'd be kind of funny and also kind of, uh, I don't know what the word is, but definitely a comedic side to it. If he ended up being a knee surgeon, you know, spe- an orthopedic <laughs> surgeon specializing in knee repair since he took out Daniel's knee. That was my first thought. And then of course, just kind of sitting and thinking about, okay, you know, what else could he be doing? And I think it would lined up with what what I do, you know, as a motivational speaker and and I owned my own dojo and and life coach and, and taught a lot of kids and, and people, um, not just martial arts, but, uh, how to get a grip on their lives and, you know, insert some self mastery as they travel this life's path, you know? So, um, I thought, well, that would be cool. And may, you know, maybe Bobby's a, a, also a motivational speaker, or he's also teaching martial arts. Maybe for, maybe he's an orthopedic surgeon, but on the side, he volunteers as a martial arts instructor for inner city kids who can't afford training. You know, and tries to turn them around. But that, those were my kind of my thought processes. You know, and then I had the phone conversation with. The creators, Josh, well, Josh shield and John Hurwitz were on the phone. I don't think uh, Hayden was on the, the particular call that I got the first time. And they kind of just told me, this is where Bobby is. This is what he's going to be. And you now he's going to be a pastor. And I thought, you know, God, that's freaking brilliant.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was really, really
0: well written. And and then when I got the script, you know, and, I, and they told me what their idea and how the show was going to unfold. And I'm, you know, I'm just imagining it in my head and I'm thinking, man, it's just As I processed it, I was thinking, it's just, for Bobby, it's brilliant. He's a pastor, but he's still conflicted. Even now, as a pastor, he's conflicted because, you know, he's drinking beer, he's kicking ass in a bar, you know, and he's cursing. And (laughs) he's still a pastor, so... You know, he, there, he's a pastor and, and he's and he's trying to do right still to this day and, and and lean not just the Cobra Kai, but his congregation, I'm sure, in the right direction. And <laughs> yet there's this side of him that's stuck in, you know, that's conflicted because there's a part of him that's always going to be badass, kick-ass Cobra Kai. You know, so I, I had told the guys that created, I said, you know, I said, thank you for making Bobby what he is today, you know, a, a cursing kicking ass <laughs> um you know <laughs> beer drinking pastor Because that's you know still has this inner conflict going on he's being pulled both ways you know
2: well i definitely think that bobby would be uh someone to reckon with uh when it comes to come to jesus talk i mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i'm sure he would you know um <laughs> you know if 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 you're not going to if you're not going to follow the uh the path then he's going to kick your ass onto it <laughs> and have a, and have a beer afterwards. <laughs> it, was just, it was just great.
1: So once they reached out to you about, uh, you know, the the return of Bobby Brown and the other Cobras, what was it like for you? Like the, the next 24 to 48 hours? Did you call Billy and Tony up and Rob and just start talking about the scenes?
0: Yeah. All of the above. I mean, I think Billy had called me and said, you know, now that I know you have the script, I can speak freely. Because Billy had kn- known about it, you know, for a while. But he certainly kept his secret from me. You know, the whole episode was supposed to be, that was the special episode of season two, right? Yeah. I mean, so, to bring the original covers back. So, yeah, we were, you, we were talking about it and texting each other and what do you think about the script and what do you think about this and that? Yeah the whole conversation. I mean, we've all been friends all these years. We're all very, very close. So, uh, I think there was just a lot of excitement. We were just really happy. You know, I, I think for a while we were sitting around wondering like, okay, this, there's this show it's called Cobra Kai. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm a Cobra Kai. We are, you know, we're Cobra Kai. Are they gonna bring us back at all? You know, for, for a long time, we we're thinking what, what the heck is going on. And Billy kept it under wraps for sure.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it blindsided me.
0: Yeah. But what, but they, it's not something they hadn't thought about. they have been thinking about it for a long time. In fact, they've been, they've been anticipating it and they were very excited about it. The creators I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. So they, they knew the whole time that they were, they just had to find the right time. They're very, very careful about what they're doing. You know, with the show, they don't want to be the people that screw up the karate kid franchise. Oh yeah.
1: No, no completely understand.
0: It's a big risk. Mm-hmm. You know what they did was was a big risk. Of course, it obviously paid off, and they're brilliant.
2: Yeah, with with our conversations with them, it just seems like they have this uh, this sense of reverence and respect for that entire franchise that uh, you don't really see a lot from producers, writers, and directors these days.
0: No, they totally do, and they were big fans. You know, long before Cobra Kai ever came about, mm-hmm. um, they were, they grew up being fans of the movie so they, you know those guys are truly living the dream but they're being very careful about how they're unfolding it all because um like they told me personally you know they said i don't i do not want to be the guy responsible for screwing up the karate kid in the franchise because it ha- you know it's got a legacy and a whole thing about it, it could have gone it could have gone south you know it could have gone the other way Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I
2: was actually talking to a buddy uh, just last night who just watched the first season, and he was amazed because when he watched the trailers, he didn't know what to think about it. He thought it was going to be kind of a parody almost, and he sat down and watched it and was just blown away with the quality, and he said, you know, the writing on that show is amazing.
0: hmm Yeah, those guys are great. They're brilliant. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, for sure. And I think a lot of people when they heard about it probably thought the same thing. It's going to yeah. be a parody. there's all kinds of speculation. This is going to be bad. These guys are in their 50s now. <laughs> you know, how can this go? Uh, you know, and these guys just put a balance of the old nostalgia, the old Cobra Kai, and, and with the new. You know, these young kids and this great, great young cast, and the acting is brilliant. And the acting is brilliant, largely in part because the writing is brilliant, you know, and the whole thing, the whole the whole concept and the whole vision is uh, is pretty awesome.
1: I, I saw some um, pictures of of you guys behind the scenes, uh, just hanging out, and it looks like uh, Martin Cove was there as well. Did you guys uh, ever get a chance to see Ralph?
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Ralph came by. He was shooting his segments while we were filming, so we didn't get to see him most of the time. But on the final day, he came out to. Uh, the camp where we were filming, you know, the body bag scene. (laughs) I called it because we were all, we were all three crying, you know, me and Billy and Tony. We were crying because we just lost, you know, Rob. I'm, I'm I'm using our real names, you know, characters, Tommy, Bobby, Jimmy and Johnny, you know, we were crying because we just lost Tommy. And so, uh, we kept doing this crying scene and kept shooting it over and, you know, and, uh, at the end, I, I, I saw Ralph. He came by to visit, and he brought his two kids, um, who I had never met, to uh, meet us and just come by and say hi. And I said, you know, welcome to Camp Cobra Cry.
1: <laughs> nice.
0: <laughs> Cobra Cry. I like that. Camp, Camp Cobra Cry. Um, so it was a joke, but yeah, we were, we were having a good time. He came out, and then, and then uh, I, don't know, I think it was that night, On the set, we were celebrating Ralph's birthday. Oh, very cool. Around dinner. So, yeah, we got a chance to see Ralph. And and I told Ralph, too, I said, you know, thanks for coming out because it kind of made it complete. Like this whole week was surreal and it was magical. And it was, we, it was just, it was like we were, like I told the creators, I said, it's like 35 years disappeared. And we just, we just stepped off the Karate Kid set, and we just stepped right back on for another day of shooting because there was the same atmosphere, the same vibration, the same energy was on the set. It was just a different crew, you know, different directors and everything, but there was this energy and this connection and that um, never went away. And it was like automatic, so we stepped, and the whole week was that way. And then, you know, I didn't have any scenes with Marty or Ralph, but just those guys showing up. And saying hi and being there for a couple of our stuff while we were filming was like made it complete for us. It was a very magical week.
1: Yeah, it sounds very cool. You didn't catch like a forearm from Ralph or anything, right?
0: <laughs> Not this time. Okay, good. <laughs> no.
1: Nope. Did you get a chance to share that story with his kids, uh, Daniel and uh, Julia?
0: Uh, I don't remember if i I don't remember if I talked to him about that. I did catch <laughs> I did catch the corner of a table. Oh no! Um, in the I bar had a scene, really nasty. What's that? The, yeah, bar, the bar scene. scene. Oh. the stunt guy was uh, that I was fighting was driving me, you know, backwards up against the wall. And uh, in one of the takes, there was a table. He had tripped and fallen, and, and just took me down with him. And on my way down, I hit the corner of the table on my hip. I had a Ooh. really nasty bruise on the side of my hip for about three or four weeks afterwards. So, nice. you know.
2: Now, did the producers do anything special for uh, you guys? Because as far as uh, the Karate Kid franchise is concerned, this was a pretty big reunion all across the board. uh, I was just wondering if uh, they did anything special for you guys.
0: Yeah, they wrote an episode. (laughs) (laughs) Good answer. Good answer. (laughs) No, they, you know, there's a difference between shooting a TV show a series and a, and a movie. Um, and and a series is pretty action packed. You know what I mean? They, I mean, they have to get stuff done on a daily basis so that they can move on. And and it's very fast paced. Whereas a movie, they can, they tend to take their time a little bit more. So I think it was just all business, you know, let's get at the same time. We had a, we had a great time and we got to hang out with them. And after shooting was over, we all went out for drinks. And hors d'oeuvres and sat around and talked and had had a good time but uh beyond that i mean we got there and and it was all business but it was but it was fun fun business
1: oh sure did you do um all your own fighting
0: yeah i oh yeah for sure i mean we all had stunt guys anytime there's a whole stunt crew and the stunt crew is really good on the show as well um really professional and, and there's always a stunt crew doing different shots and different takes so there's a mixture, but, um, um, I tend to be able to, I'm, I mean, I'm a world champion, so <laughs> I tend to be able to do all my own fighting if necessary, but a stunt crew will come in. We're, we're doing acting too, like, right. So right. we're sitting around the table and we're connecting over beer and stuff, but, you know, behind the scenes, the stunt crews working diligently and very hard at, at choreographing the fight scene. And so each of us had a stunt double, um, I had a stunt double and of course he's working through the choreography and then, you know, and then we have a, a, I don't know, half hour to learn the choreography. They'll train me and and show show me what we're working on. And, you know, they'll do a mixture always where they'll shoot angles. Let's say the main cameras on Billy doing his fight. But, um, let's say I'm, you know, I'm off on the peripheral doing this, you know, Part of my fight. Well, sometimes that's just the stunt guy, because I might be prepping for the scene or doing something else. But the camera can't really catch that, you know. But for the most part, um, what you see in this episode is all me.
1: With your experience in martial arts and obviously having been in the first credit Kid movie, did you have any input on or um, you know on maybe some of the moves that Bobby does or anything like that?
0: Oh God, I tried. <laughs> I tried. <laughs> I really wanted to, I really had some ideas. The thing, here we go again, though. The thing about it is it's very fast paced shooting a TV show. So you kind of have to, you can get your input in. I tried ahead of time. I have a signature move that I thought would be really cool and really dynamic. And I think for about a half a second, they thought about using my idea. It's just that on that particular day, we went way overtime. We were shooting way into the night. And, uh, you know, at that time, they're paying the whole crew extra money. They're paying them double time. And it's just part of making the process. So you've got people in charge of that side of things. Like, let's get this thing wrapped up and go home. We got another day tomorrow, you know, so let's get moving. Let's, you know, so when you start running out of time, you start going overtime. things get even more pressured to wrap the day up. And then you lose time to be creative in a fight. You know, I think if I, if we would have had extra time that day, I probably could have had a little more input maybe, but, um, for the most part, I, I had a little bit of input, but I didn't get to do what I really wanted to <laughs> You know, so maybe, maybe in the future, I don't know, but that's just the martial arts part. Right. That, right. I mean, I mean, I was, I was a world demonstration champion as well. And so I got some signature moves from back in the day that, uh, I think would, would have been really cool.
1: Oh, well, maybe we'll see it one day. Who, who knows? Um, you, you mentioned that scene where you get pushed up against the wall there. And, uh, I believe Jimmy actually, I, I guess comes to your rescue in a sense. Do you think that maybe Bobby was holding back a little bit because, you know, he's a pastor or, well, was do you think his character was un- undersized can you talk about that scene a little bit
0: well there's always going to be um see I, I i'm not again i don't get to participate in the creative part of it you know i think if i was a regular all all always on the show uh, it would have been different um this was we flew in and we showed up on set and and uh, met everybody for the first time and so you know, you don't want to push your creativity onto other people's creativity, you know, what they mm-hmm. think. So mm-hmm. there were certain 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 things throughout the episode that I thought were, um, that in my mind, could have been different or whatever. And that, and that was actually one of them. I was kind of like, Bobby doesn't, I don't think Bobby needed to be saved by Jimmy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know what I mean? But, but then there's the other part of it. Well, if you look at the whole thing, it worked. And it was a barroom brawl. And I think that's what the intention was—is to have this sort of '80s epic, sort of barroom brawl where everything's flying, you know. So the fact that Jimmy comes and busts a bar stool over the guy that I'm fighting over his back—it worked, you know. Mm -hmm. But if we're going to get into character analysis, and and I was—I kind of—I mentioned it to uh, one of the guys, one of the creators, while we were on the set, you know talking about it, I I just thought I don't think Bobby needs to be needed to be rescued by Jimmy. I, I there's cer I'm very protective of Bobby, just like you know, Billy's very protective of Johnny, the character, you know, and, and so we're we're always gonna have our inputs and and our, um see things maybe a little bit differently than it was written or it's or it's been created and et cetera. But at the same time it worked and it was fun, you know.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it, it it really was because we look at you know details like that with our episodic reviews because we at this point we haven't reviewed that episode yet, but we always talk about the writing, how everything it, it sets things up, but just the little details that they add in there, we always kind of question it and wonder what that's about.
0: Yeah, and and I'm glad you guys, I'm glad you guys brought it up because there's there's been a couple little thing they're, you know, and they are, they're minor, they're little things. They're just me as the actor and the guy who plays Bobby um, and knowing Bobby's character probably would have had tweaked a little bit differently here or there. And it's interesting that you brought this one up and someone else brought another part of the episode up in very similar fashion. So the, it's interesting that the fans are actually thinking the same way I'm thinking. So the fans who are really Karate Kid fans and really know the characters so well, they're catching some of the stuff, which is I thought is interesting. I thought and I think it's a little bit of relief on me. It's like okay, it's not I'm not the only one. <laughs> <laughs> if the fans are catching it, then uh, good. You know, it just kind of validates my perspective on everything as well. Yeah, but that is not to take away from anything. of the episode or, or what these guys
2: no no, absolutely not
0: with their vision. And, and, um, you know, they're, they're under a lot of pressure to, to keep things moving and, and, and make things work and, and put it all together. And it's a huge, huge task. It's a big job. And they're doing exceptional work. And, and uh, as far as the fight goes, sometimes it's just the fight choreographer, present choreographing this whole scene per the script and then presenting it to the director and saying, okay, here's what we got. And sometimes those little things get missed by the director or by the, especially by the fight choreographer, because the fight choreographer may or may not know the characters so well. They just know that they're, they have to choreograph this massive bar fight Mm -hmm. and um, they just do it. They choreograph it and they don't really get into character detail analysis or they don't really understand maybe the character of Bobby as much as they should, you know, mm-hmm. or, or could. So, you know, some, some, like the, I think the bottom line is sometimes things just get lost in the mix because everybody's got their job to do. Right. You got a stunt a fight choreographer and stunt people and director and, and camera angles and, and time constraints and you know, scripts, script changes. And, and so, putting it all together sometimes perfectly how an individual actor would like it or maybe even fans might like it uh, is challenging
2: now you've been fairly busy uh, as usual outside of uh, the world of acting and it looks like you actually have quite a few things uh, that you're involved with uh, in the world of martial arts uh one of the things that i was really interested in is this uh webinar platform that uh you're starting up. Uh, Could you tell us about that?
0: Yeah, well, in the world of martial arts, it's really more about uh, life coaching. When I when I ran my dojos when I was teaching martial arts, you're by default you're a life coach. So you're helping people through issues in life and how to handle them and you, and you're if you're a true martial artist, you're not just teaching martial arts techniques and how to fight. You're teaching respect and honor and discipline and focus and confidence and self-esteem and self-awareness and you know, all of those things that, that make a leader and uh, someone who can go out in the world and, and, and help others to do the same thing. And, you know, this world that we're living in could use um, a lot more people focused on elevating themselves and becoming masters or at least walking the path of mastery in their lives and then helping others to do that. So, you know, I got involved with things like hypnosis. And neuro linguistic programming, which is Tony Robbins' background, and some of the unconscious parts of the mind, the, the more powerful parts of the mind. Um, and I started studying human behavior, which as an actor, you're studying anyway, right? So my whole history and my whole past have kind of come together to sort of merge into this studying human behavior and personal development and personal growth and, and, mastery and that kind of thing as an athlete and, a, and an actor and so on and so forth. So um, the webinar platform that I have and that I'm going to be launching is bringing pretty much live webinars and people can sign onto a webinar with me live and going through some uh, specific topics like mastery or the athletic mindset or happiness. It's interesting last year, I got so many people reaching out to me um, via social media or they found me on the internet somehow, sent me emails or whatever, who were struggling with all kinds of different issues. You know, they found out, yeah, they, they knew who I was as an actor, et cetera. But then they found out that I was a life coach and, and into personal development and, and a motivational speaker and and uh, had, had thousands of clients, really, students and and working on their mind and their mindset, et cetera. So all of these people last year, 2018 was a weird year in that so many people had reached out to me and were struggling and wanted to be happier and and didn't know how and didn't know what to do and wanted my advice. So I'm gonna be doing webinars on specific topics. And a lot of them have been generated from the people who have reached out to me saying, you know, like happiness is an example. Like so many people are just unhappy. They don't know why. You know, they, and they know they should be happier. They could be happier, but they, but something's preventing them. So, um, that's one of the topics that I'm, that I'm working on content for that webinar. And so I've got this platform where I can be able to deliver that kind of, uh, coaching to people. It's, it's definitely fun. I just, I, I love that stuff. Um, I love helping people. So, and then I'm going to create some products that, will be available online 24 seven where people can purchase the product. Like, let's say you're an athlete and most athletes um, know at some point at at an elite level that it's 90% mental, 10% physical. And when you start out as an athlete, it's more like 90% physical, 10% mental. But at some point when you become more of an elite athlete, You really need to be working on your mental game. And every professional athlete works on their mental game somehow, some way. But you get down into high school athletics and college athletics, and they're not working on their mental game at all. They don't even know where to start. So I'll create a product for the athlete's mindset. Um, I'll create another product for self-mastery. I already have that, but I'm just going to put it in in a form where people can just purchase it online. And it, it just, you know, it just merges with my motivational speaking and all of that. So I know that was a long-winded answer, but that's what I'm up to.
1: Oh, no, that's, that, I'm sure that's no, what... No,
2: no. I just think it's really, uh, the only word I can re- use to describe it is noble. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, it just seems like you're trying to make the world a little bit better place. So my hat's off to you, sir.
0: Yeah, no, I appreciate it. I, I, the world has to become a better place. I mean, I got a five-year-old daughter. Mm-hmm. God, I pray. And, you know, the world has to change for her. It it just has to in so many different ways and in so many different forms on so many different levels. I'm often just in my quiet hours when I'm alone, just concerned for her future, you know, whether that be bullying or, or something else. So the world needs help. And if I can, if I can help one person I know I've done. well. I've already done that. And I know I've I've done my job, but I I really want to reach a a bigger audience, which is why I kind of stepped away from the dojo. But you're initially, you asked about the martial arts. Mm -hmm. And um, I am going to be doing, I am watch. I'm already kind of doing it, seminars for dojos where I go into a dojo. Yeah, I go into a dojo. I call it the Cobra Kai experience. I'll go into a dojo and and I'll do seminars for the students teach some martial arts, teach some self-mastery concepts, open it up to Q&A about the Karate Kid and Cobra Kai, sign some autographs, and, and uh, have a good time. Oh, excellent.
1: Have you considered uh, documenting that at all, you visiting some of these dojos for the, the Cobra Kai experience?
0: You, documenting it on film?
1: Yes, on film, yeah, just uh, kind of yep. just following some of the things that you do and uh, not like an entire session, but uh, to cut it up you know, so that way you can maybe promote it or maybe some sort of web series of yours that you can um, have stream somewhere for people to watch?
0: Yeah, definitely. I I like filming everything I do, whether I'm doing a motivational speech or a seminar for a company, you know, I I do sales seminars and and mindset seminars for, for entrepreneurs. And and so this particular thing that I want to launch where I, I merge a lot of what I've already talked about with, also, teaching some martial arts and, and actually merging it with the Cobra Kai and um, the Karate Kid. Uh, I think it would be really cool for dojos. If they want to hire me, they want to bring me into their dojo. And documenting that would be very cool because one of the topics I think very ought to be bullying. It's a problem. And because of social media, it's exacerbated because of social media and uh, people get bullied online and to the point where nowadays people are committing suicide because they're being bullied. That's just not cool. Mm
2: -hmm. No, no. Uh, especially, I mean, when we were kids, uh, if you were bullied, you had to deal with it at school, maybe the occasional social setting these days, the kids can't escape it.
0: Right. Yeah. And it's so bad. Mm -hmm. It's an absolute scourge. It's an epidemic and, and it's a problem in our society. Um, just like school shootings and, Everything else that's going on in this world of craziness we live in, mm-hmm. I think uh, there's got to be some positive messages out there and some leadership skills and people leading and becoming, you know, I, I posted something on social media just last week about respect has the power to heal the world. And I, I believe that, but it starts with self-respect. Yeah. Once you can respect yourself enough, you can heal yourself, you can heal your own life, but you've got to be able to find a way to respect yourself. Many people don't respect themselves. In fact, a lot of people just hate themselves. Their self-esteem is so low, but maybe it's because they've never been shown a different way. They've never been shown higher aspects of who they are. Uh, And then the respect we show each other, you know, if countries respected one another, if Two parties of a government respected one another enough to listen and respected their opinions enough to listen to the other side. Maybe there wouldn't be so much division. So if you think about what, what my post really says about respect, respect has that much power. And what's one of the core concepts taught in a dojo, or should be taught? Respect. Absolutely. So so a lot of this comes from the martial arts, a lot of my uh, life coaching comes out of the martial arts. Well,
2: I mean, I don't mean to gush too much or make an embarrassment of myself, but I just think it's amazing what you're doing, and I, I got to, you know, uh, again, pay all kinds of respect for you.
1: Yeah, I, I definitely want to no, sit in, 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 in <laughs> some, some of your work here. <laughs> I want to go to one uh, your, 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 uh, of your seminars, or actually the webinars, I guess, what you just spoke about here.
0: Yeah, it's it's a little. Bit, it, it, you know, I, I think it's the Bobby Brown in me.
1: Mm-hmm. We can all use the <laughs> Bobby Brown.
0: <laughs> yeah, people ask me like, um, how does Bobby line up with me personally, Ron Thomas? You know, and the character Bobby really does line up with me um, in in that way. You know, Bobby does have, did have the level head. You know, and, and was always trying to be the mediator and and keep his buddy Johnny on the right track. And, you know, and I think uh, there is a part of that, that, that lines up with me. Whereas the other guys, you know, their characters, Chad McQueen is an example. (laughs) 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 Somebody asked me about Chad back in, back in the day, Chad was, he was a wild child, you know, but I mean, a great guy. I just love him to death, but you know, I guess Dutch may have, Lined up with Chad a little bit, but <laughs> no. but like Marty Cove, Marty Cove is the sweetest guy. Billy Zapka is the sweetest guy. But look at Marty Cove's performance in, in season two. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, and but he is nothing like that. He's he's the sweetest guy. So he that just shows you the brilliance of his acting. I don't think Crease lines up with Marty Cove in any way. I think Marty Cove just his acting, you know, just he gets into it and lines up with Priest, but just shows you the brilliance of his acting. But um and Johnny never really lined up with with Billy, but uh, Billy, you know, that just shows you the brilliance of his acting. But I think Bobby, I, I'm not trying to say I'm a bad actor. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just realized. Well, wait a minute, I'm putting myself <laughs> in the corner here. If Bobby lines up with me. Oh, I'm not even acting at all. I'm just being. <laughs> Um there's that part there's that aspect, you know. I'll shut up now. <laughs> well, you know I'm I, a good actor, damn it. No, you really are. You really <laughs> are. Yes, yes. I appreciate it.
1: <laughs> as as we get ready to wrap up, um I, I have heard some other things that you may be involved of uh, in the near future and you know, let us know whether you can speak on it or not. But uh friend of the show, uh sensei William Christopher Ford he told me that you and him might be collaborating on something uh, coming up here.
0: Yeah, he he reached out to me, and and he's he's got an idea of his own. He's I I don't really know what it is because I haven't discussed it at length with him yet. But um, yeah, he was filming, taking. I think he's. I think he said it was going to be his fiftieth birthday, and he's going to film fifty uh, masters teaching, like 52, and then sit down with an interview for 52, Fifty-two, fifty-two. Yeah, he's probably so, yeah. right. And, uh, I, he asked me if I wanted to be, do that. And I said, yeah, that would be a lot of fun, you know? So, but I haven't talked to him at length about it yet, but I, you know, would certainly put on a gi and teach some concepts, you know, that I would learned. I had one of the best martial arts instructors in the world. In, in my opinion, I lost him last year, but, uh, I'm very sorry to hear that. But man, this guy just knew he, he, he went beyond knowledge, right? A lot of, a lot of instructors know a lot of things and they know a lot of techniques, but he understood what made things work. And, uh, you, you know, so there's some things that I, that I have from in my bag of tricks that I can share with people. It just strictly talking martial arts. You yeah. Know? So that will be a lot of fun.
2: I'm looking forward to seeing it. Yeah, indeed. Yeah.
0: I look forward to filming it. <laughs>
1: When Season 2 released and everybody watched, you know, Episode 6, what were some of the uh, fan interactions like on social media afterwards?
0: I think we just knew. The fans had been kind of thirsting for the original Cobras to show up. Each one of us had fans reach out and say, are you going to be part of this? And it kept, ever since the show launched, Season 1, I've been just getting hit up all over the place. Are you going to be part of this? Are you going to do this? You need to be part of this. You better be part of this. They better bring you back. Oh, like, and I'm talking fans from all over the world reaching out. You got to, you, they better bring you back. They better, you know, Bobby needs to be back in there. You know, and I know that Rob Garrison got the same thing and, and all of us, like, we need to see you guys. So we kind of just knew and the script was good. You know, the, the epi- episode six was just good. It was fun. We were riding Harleys. We were doing a barroom brawl, and we were putting, get him a body bag into a body bag. <laughs> <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> Rob, body bag, Garrison. We were actually really putting him into a body bag, and um, we just knew that the fan reaction was going to blow up, and it did. So what can I say? I mean, that's just the brilliance of Josh hit John Hurwitz, and Hayden Schlossberg. I mean, their vision is awesome. And uh, so the fan reaction has been crazy, and it's still going. And now there's calls for they want us back in season three. You know, they want us to be regular. They, I, they certainly want Bobby to be a regular on the show. So, uh,
2: I would ask you if you heard anything about that, but I don't know if I'd get an answer. So I'm just gonna leave that uh, in the air. <laughs> I, I
0: think
1: we've done this long enough to know that we're not gonna get an answer. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Well. Even if I did know, I couldn't tell you, so... <laughs> exactly, yeah. But those guys are pretty hush-hush about what they're doing, even even to uh, the actors, you know. I think a lot of it is a surprise to the cast, as everything unfolds.
2: Well, uh, you know, in the days of social media and everybody walking around with a camera in their pocket, you kind of have to be, I'd imagine.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 You, that, you, yeah. Yeah, social media is, it's cra- it's, it, you know, it's crazy. It's crazy that we're even sitting here talking about this because back in the day at Karate Kid, we didn't even have the internet.
1: No. You know, oh. We didn't
0: have cell songs We didn't have the internet. We had pagers. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, the fact that we're discussing this and and the brilliance of this and the Karate Kid franchise, I heard Ralph say, you know, it's caught lightning in a bottle twice.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: It just never happens. and it, and it, And it probably, I'm not saying it wouldn't have happened any other way, but it probably happened because of modern technology and the ability to download through YouTube, streaming video, and you know these kind of new technologies that are bringing about new ways of uh, bypassing the major networks and, and bringing quality entertainment and quality shows to massive audiences. But what Cobra Kai has done with Karate Kid has never been done, not to my knowledge, where you have the original cast members do a series on the show and continue their legacy 35 years later just you know who would have thought that i mean
2: not only that but uh the fact that the quality has been maintained because i mean you can think of any number of reunion television shows or rock bands that get back together and it just isn't clicking the way it did back then and It's like you said, it was, I mean, like you guys just didn't miss a beat. So, I mean, I I always continued to be impressed with the output from these guys.
0: Yeah, well, thank you. Um, I got very little to do with it except maybe episode six. But, (laughs) you know, you've got William Zapka, brilliant actor, um, Ralph Macchio, brilliant actor, Marty Cove, brilliant actor, Randy Heller. I think she only did one episode maybe this past season, but it was like she had me in tears mm-hmm. <laughs> sitting there with Ralph. Mm-hmm. You know? And then you've got these younger actors, the cast. They're very, very good. They're very talented. But no matter how talented the actors are, you can't do it without good writing, without good words on the page, without a good storyline. And so, again, just like the original Karate Kid, you have to first give your hats off to Robert Mark Kamen for writing yes. a brilliant script. Otherwise the rest of us had nothing to work from. I mean, no matter how good you are, if you've got a bad script, your acting is not going to be as good as it could be. So you've got, now you've got Josh Heald and Hayden and, and John Hurwitz, you know, you've got these guys putting and their writing team putting together great storylines and great words on the page for the actor to work with. You hand that over to somebody like Ralph and and somebody like Billy and uh, me too, (laughs) you know, and and Marty Cove and let them fly, catch it on camera with the right camera angles. And you just, you you know, you got genius continuing to unfold. It's, 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 It's awesome. Really is cool.
2: I was just gonna say that uh, it's amazing to see what you guys are doing, and in particular you with uh, your uh, life coaching and your yeah. webinars and all of that. So again, I, I just can't help but express how
1: respectful I am of that. Yeah, I do enjoy seeing your quotes.
0: I appreciate it. There's there's more to come. I've I've got a lot more in the bag, you know, and and it it it's it really goes back to my martial arts days where I heard my sensei speak to me in a way when I was training in a way that nobody had ever spoken to me before and it had an impact. Um, and I never forgot that. And, and I think Miyagi spoke to Daniel-san in a way that Daniel-san had never heard before. And it had an impact. And The Karate Kid has changed lives, which sounds weird to say about a movie, but it has. And that's because people got started in the martial arts because they got inspired by the movie. And the mar—it's not so it's not the movie so much as That initiating that spark and being a catalyst for them to start training. But the martial arts itself changes lives. And um, so that's kind of the continuation. That's why that's what I like to do if I'm not in front of the camera. I love acting. I love entertaining and performing and getting into a character, whether it's on stage or in front of a camera. I've always loved it. But it's hard to change lives. It's hard to help really have an impact on people beyond two hours of You know, laughing or crying or being inspired by a movie. Beyond those two hours after they watched it, it's hard to have an impact on somebody personally and directly. Which is why I chose or I choose to also be a motivational speaker, you know, a life coach, uh, an author on topics that can help people and 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 really give them uh, help them through tough times because everybody struggles. We all struggle. I've struggled. Every you know, all of us do. We can't escape it. So. So well, if there's and help each other, and if we have a background that can help do that, and a platform, then um, you know I'm grateful to be able to do that.
2: Well, if there's uh, ever anything we can do to help spread the word, you know, definitely let us know. We'd be happy to.
1: Absolutely, we'd be happy yeah. to share anything.
0: Well, you guys know I got that book. I got that book coming out. I'm going oh, yeah. to yeah. be connecting with you guys. I'll, I'll give you everybody a hint. Miyagi is in the title. Oh, oh okay, okay. <laughs> and that's all I'm going to say.
1: And that concludes our conversation with Sensei Ron Thomas. Again, just, man, I I always often say, like, it's a joy to talk to somebody, but it was such a joy to listen to him talk.
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, the entire time, I'm just kind of sitting there thinking, okay, tell me more, Ron. Tell me more. And I mean, the guy, I mean, you hear about a lot of celebrities who, let's face it, it's uh, it, it can be a very selfish industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he seems genuinely concerned with you know trying to make uh individuals better, uh in the world at large, just a better place. Uh, I I know I gushed
1: uh, during the interview, but I have all kinds of respect for this man. Absolutely, you know. Um, now that I think thinking about it, I can't believe I didn't think about this uh during the interview, but I wonder if he would think. That Bobby Brown would be more in line with Miyagi Do this season. <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we, we all saw how everybody reacted when Johnny revealed that the name of his dojo was Cobra Kai. They, they questioned mm-hmm. it. You brought it back, you know, with crease and all of that stuff. So I wonder if Bobby Brown was called to action and had to choose a side. You know, he mentioned it in our first interview, you know, that he, he had an idea. It'd be funny if. um, Bobby and Daniel joined sides, you know, would Bobby Brown be Miyagi-Do now? That would have been, you know what, if we have him on again, that might have to be the kickoff question. Yeah, but you know what, I mean, it it may not even be Miyagi-Do, you know, it it might be something else to Bobby Brown, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, he might have his own, so... Um but yeah, hopefully you guys enjoyed it. I I I'm sure you guys enjoyed it. Everybody's been asking for them to all come back. Here they are. Uh since run, Thomas, you know, graced us yet again with another appearance with uh just great stories. Just I could listen to these guys forever. Yeah, absolutely.
2: Uh I mean, if you know, not to pat ourselves on the back, but if uh you guys enjoyed it as much as uh, I did while recording it, uh you know, then I think we did our jobs.
1: Yeah, absolutely. If you guys enjoyed this, let him know. Yeah, I'm sure he'd appreciate it. Uh, it's so funny, too. I, I almost brought this up while we were speaking, you know, because at one point he's, you know, he he mentions again, Karate Kid, it, it's global. Like, you know, the love, the, the, the fans around the world. Earlier today, this very afternoon, the day of uh, recording, one of our listeners, I, I need to get the, her name, but uh, our listener from Uruguay, she tweeted out and said hey you know i just listened to that ron thomas episode uh, interview and she just loved everything that he said towards the end about like self reflection and all these things and it would be cool if we had him back and i just kind of like you know what? it it would be cool if we had him back <laughs> yeah i wasn't going to reveal <laughs> that you know this very afternoon we were going to be recording with him um and is our next interview so uh so there we go the 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 world works in mysterious ways and I just, I think it's awesome that's right there an example of a fan from around the world. I mean, one of our moderators of our group, uh, Kaz, you know, is from the UK. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely, uh, it's become
2: part of the uh, world cultural zeitgeist, this uh, property.
1: Oh yeah, number of uh, of our members and listeners are also from Australia, so shout outs to everybody. Uh, so we have, yeah, I mean, Karate Kid has, you know, fans everywhere people listen to our show in different countries too so we appreciate everybody's support and and that you guys uh check us out
2: yes uh we wouldn't be doing it if we didn't be if we if we didn't be if we didn't get the feedback right uh, and, and support both
1: on facebook online reviews everything yeah yep yeah, absolutely so I, I guess that will wrap up, um, for this episode. You know, he uh, did not mention it, I believe, in the actual interview, but in the first interview, he did tease a book, uh, that he was working on that Karate Kid fans are gonna love. Uh, it is not complete at this point, but, you know, we will all hear it. You know, it will be announced once he's done. And, um, you know, he, he said that he'll come back to talk about it. So. Yeah. You know, so I was gonna say, forward. I'm sure that we're gonna have plenty to talk about when it's, uh, Available to the public. Absolutely. So, Tom, will uh, you do anything else other than Cobra Kai Companion? Uh, Yes,
2: as a matter of fact, I just released uh, the first episode of Jake and Tom Conquer the World, uh, the podcast that I do with my best friend Jake. Uh, uh, It is a fun little show where we talk about movies, comic books, television, or anything else that happens to uh, be on our minds that given week, you can find us on iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, uh, and if you want to check it out while sitting in a cubicle, definitely hit up Geeks Worldwide. Yeah,
1: a yeah. uh, fun episode. I believe um, you had a, uh, a guest there, special guest, Ryan, was on there.
2: Yes, yeah, yeah. we uh, talked about our experiences at uh, this year's Motor City Comic Con in Novi, Michigan. Uh, uh, it's good to be able to... Flex those muscles again
1: and uh, get back to work.
0: Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. Uh, well, for me, I also do uh, a retro movie review called Podstalgic, where you know I review older movies and sometimes new releases as well. Tom, you joined me a year and a half ago to do the Karate Kid movies, and here we are now in Cobra Kai Companion. Um, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Podstalgic. But for us, you know, uh, maybe you're not following us on the social medias. And if you want to, we are on Twitter at Cobra Kai Pod. If you have Instagram, we do post a lot of things there as well. You can find us at Cobra Kai Podcast. Um, also I want to give one more shout out. Uh, shout out to David uh, Domet. Uh, ho- hopefully I pronounced that correctly. Um, over in New Zealand, I believe it is. He is a comic book artist. Recently, I commissioned him to draw me as a comic book version of Chosen. Uh, wearing Chosen's, you know, I guess, gi from the second movie. Um, and also got uh, Sato and Mr. Miyagi standing behind me too. So appreciate it. Uh, great artwork. Check it out. It's on the Instagram. That's why I brought it up. Uh, but also, thank you guys for your continued support. We can't say it enough.
2: No. No,
1: absolutely not. We would not be uh, doing this without your guys' uh, support. Yeah. So um, hopefully you guys tune in. Uh, the next episode, I don't know if we're going to do a and a or anything yet. Um We said that's going to come up in the near future. But since that recording, Mr. Hurwitz has done another one. So now I think we're at either three or four Q&As we need to catch up on. <laughs> so there's uh, definitely some content coming more episode reviews those are on their way as well so um appreciate you guys' patience while we put those out uh so that's gonna do it thank you guys for checking out this episode and we'll see you next time see ya
0: Thank you for listening to the Cortem Parts Podcast Network. To listen to more Cortem Part shows, visit cortemparts.com. No, I think uh, I like your guys' podcast. I like your interviews, and you know I appreciate uh, doing this again. It was fun. Oh, oh well, wow! Thank you. you. Thank you so much. Yeah. yeah, you guys are doing a good job. Appreciate that. Yes.